0: Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Thanks for joining me this morning for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. I'm coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Been a little cool, but the sun's been out, so it's been a great week. I'm actually recording this at the end of the week. and uh, I was just thinking this morning when we started this journey um, doing the podcast, and I go back to when my daughter Hannah was... Um, telling me I needed to do a podcast and at the time I had never even listened to a podcast and uh, you know I was telling her Hannah nobody's going to listen to that and uh, she kind of kept on me and so I did finally we did it and uh, we made the commitment to do put one out every week and I think we're on our 60 something episode now and and it's uh, you know I tell you it's been a it's been a great experience, not only for you know my customers and my followers, um, but for me um, because I've I've learned a lot um, just by talking about some of the challenges that we face. And you know, when I started out, I thought there is no way I'm going to be able to come up with content to put out a podcast each week. And this morning, while I'm thinking about what topic I'm going to talk about because I don't ever go off any notes or it's just, uh, I just turn it on and start talking. But I had a thousand different things that went on this week that I could talk about. And, uh, it, it just amazes me, you know, that there's always something out, something new to talk about. But at the same time in the last five years or so, I've done a lot of work on, personal growth and development and been working on some things that, you know, quite frankly, I should have worked on 30 years ago. But, you know, it's funny, the more I get into that and the more I work on it, the more I figure out how much more there is to learn and uh, how much more there is that I can work on and, and improve at. And it's the same story with my horses and and our horsemanship. I mean, it's such a, uh, there's such a parallel between horsemanship and so many other things in our lives. And uh, this week was, you know, there were several examples of that 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 have happened this week. And uh, I'm just gonna talk about a few of them uh, here in a minute, but uh, the growth um, I've kind of adopted, not kind of, I have, I've adopted the saying, it's, it's, and, and we've always had this saying around here, it's, um, it's not how we start, it's how we finish, and we always want to finish strong, whether it's a practice session, whether it's the uh, end of the season, um, whether you're coming up on the finals and you have got a whole year's um, of events behind you. Or whatever it is. I mean, understanding that we're just gonna we're gonna it's not how we start, it's how we finish, which with that philosophy, and this is something I've talked to this week, I've got a couple assistant trainers that have been working with me and they're they got a lot of talent and they're wanting to learn and they're working hard. But one of the things we talked about this week was uh, every day we're gonna be better. Not, and not just, not just in our horsemanship. I mean, you know, if you try to get that little bit better in, in all phases of your life, which does not take a lot of effort, like I talked with them, you know, they're in their early, early 20s. And they're actually on the rodeo team here uh, at Weatherford at Southwestern Oklahoma State, which they have a great rodeo program. And you know they're they're surrounded by some people that are pretty successful in the rodeo industry. I mean I know they they practiced the other day um, bucking horses and and uh, there were some guys there. Wade Sundell, Colt Gordon, um, Jake Finley, uh, Tegan Smith. Those guys came up and so I I was not there, so I don't know who got on and who didn't. But you know when you get to be around world-class talent like that, it, you know, that stuff rubs off and, uh, and you start to feel differently and you start to act differently. And, you know, so just like that example, I mean, putting yourself in a position or expecting out of yourself to get better each day. Um, and like I said, not just, and, and this is something I've, I've worked a lot on the last five years, and and in that five years, my business has changed dramatically. And and the only reason my business changed is because I changed. And the only thing that was holding me back was me. And you know, so it's been um, it's been a interesting. Journey, learning to be a better leader as far as um, employees. Because I've learned, I'm reading a book by John Maxwell, the the five levels of leadership, and and he talks about in there how with leadership it's it's way easier to just do it yourself than to teach someone else how to do it. And I have been so guilty of that. I've been guilty of that with my family, with my kids, with my wife, with people that work for me. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It hadn't been that long ago that basically I was just annoyed um, a good bit of the time watching somebody that's working for me do something with a horse because my expectations uh, are so high in my standards as far as the horse training. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm the best there is out there by no means or anything like that, but my standards are high as far as what I expect the results to be when I have a horse in training, just like when I do a clinic. My expectations of the results of the – Participants in that clinic are extremely high. You know, we're doing a bunch of work to get ready for our clinics this year, and uh, they're going to be the best clinics we've ever had. Um, there's no doubt in my mind. We've, in addition to what we've had in the past, we've added to them. We're, uh, we're trying to make them. Well, we are. We've made them very user friendly. Um, we're, we've limited our numbers this year. So we're going to have smaller groups everywhere we go um, because I want to have more one on one. And to uh, the downside of that is, is to really make any money, make any real money in this deal. You need to open it up and take as many people as want to come. But at the same time, what happens in that situation is that person that really needs the help, that's a little quiet and a little insecure or a little unsure, lacks confidence they they fall in the cracks and they're the ones that get cheated and uh you know i just i just don't want to leave an event feeling like you know so and so just just you know that was just a waste of their time so you know that's one thing we're doing with our clinics this year and if you're going to be a participant at one of them uh i guarantee you you'll love it or I'll send all your money back and I've always had that guarantee with my training or with with my training or or with my clinics because even if I feel like I've done everything I could do and you're still not happy I'd rather give you your money back than have somebody go around saying well you know he that deal robbed me or whatever um, and to date I've never sent one tuition back or one training check back but you know that doesn't mean that day can't come. And, but I leave that guarantee out there for everybody because uh, if you don't if you don't feel like it pays off at least ten times over, but really and truly, um, it, it should pay off at least a hundred times over. There's there's no doubt in my mind because what what you get into there and what you have to remember. I had this this uh, conversation with another trainer one time and he was asking me about my program and how I did things. And, you know, what happens if, if uh, you know, you have a customer that's not happy or, the you know, the horse doesn't reach its potential or meet the expectations, which, you know, like yesterday, I was showing a little filly that I've had here for a couple months that come from a customer of mine. And uh, her and her husband were here watching me ride it And they were just coming to, we had talked earlier in the week and she was asking me a lot of questions about her. And I, and I told her, I said, you know, you should just come and look at her and see for yourself where she's at, where you want to go with her, what your expectations are, if we're meeting expectations or if you're disappointed, because here's the simple fact. And this is what I told, told this particular customer yesterday, great people, nice, nice Philly. But she's really green, and she had some issues when she came. It never goes as fast as I wish it would. Never. The progress is never as fast as I wish it would be. Um, now, I'm extremely picky and, and uh, you know, a little anal about some things. But, you know, that that's the reality. Because, like, with this particular filly, horses, horses will have... You know, when, when they get um, anxious or insecure, they, you got two responses that usually show up, the flight mechanism or the freeze mechanism. And and this, this filly's defense mechanism was to freeze. And then when, when, when she was asked to do more or to get her feet moving, sometimes with her, now she'd never done it with me, but she had lunged forward and bucked a little bit with her. Well, that that's just insecurity from not understanding what's being asked of you. So, in that particular situation, the, the, the number one thing that I had to help that filly understand that is when I squeeze her rib cage, she needs to get her feet moving. And once I get her feet moving, then I can train her mind. But if she's in freeze mode, it's really hard to train a horse when they're in freeze mode or flight mode. So that that was what we talked about with this particular filly, and and uh, you know they ended up leaving her for going to leave her for the next month, which would be she'll be here three months, and she'll still be green, but but she has you know she's understanding what I'm asking and and their understanding what I'm asking. You know, the insecurity and the lack of understanding in horses originates from us. It's just like when I was talking earlier about my business and, and the changes that I made, you know, in the last five years. The reason my business changed is, is because I changed. I didn't continue to do the same things over and over and expect different results. Well, going back to talking with this other trainer and, and this guy is real talented. Um, you know, and he was asking me about different things or what if one horse doesn't come around or, and, you know, he still had, he just like me, he still had a lot to learn. Um, but the one thing I told him, I said, is I look at, uh, I look at every customer and their horse like later on if my kids were in business and whatever service they provided, would that person say, you know what, your dad was fair with me and did me a good job, so I'm going to give you a chance at my business. And you know, I, I adopted that philosophy when when the kids were little, when Wade and Hannah were little, and and that's something that to this day I think about when I send a horse home because you know that that's uh, you don't get paid for that, but somebody else can. And I think you know it's it's the same thing as when a trainer comes to my clinics when they leave there and I see this happen where I see, whether it be on social media or somebody that I've talked to where they've influenced somebody else and and basically basically even copied what, what I taught them. Well, years ago that used to kind of rub me the wrong way. I'd be like, well, that's I, I'm the one that said that. And you know, that was completely wrong on my part to, to think like that, because that's what, you know, that's what true leadership is and influencing, you know, and that's, you know, so that's what you want to happen, you know, and, uh, and uh, getting back to talking about my assistants, you know, uh, in that, in that book that I'm reading, you know, when he talks about the easy thing for a leader to do is just do it themselves rather than teach somebody else to do it because it's harder to teach somebody to do it. But that's where the real payoff is. That's where the real payoff is. You know, I remember a time when there wasn't a lot of information shared like there is today. You know, it's a, today I'm doing this podcast. Um, it's going to take, you know, an hour of my time from start to finish, it'll take Stacy. Um, my marketing and event director, Stacy Bailey, who's just unbelievably talented. Um, it'll take her a couple hours to edit it and get it ready, you know. And there, there's a there's a fair amount of expense there, and uh, for for no direct payback, but at the same time, the the benefits of influencing someone else's thought pattern when it comes to their horse or or any other phase of their life the the payback's phenomenal it's phenomenal i mean hopefully hopefully we can all um just like in an earlier episode which i think was oh the probably the third week of january maybe where you know i talked about our Christmas card from Gene and Janelle Harris. And one of the, one of the points on the back, it said, you know, they were thankful to be able to try to leave this world a little better than when that, where they found it, you know, and, and that's something that I think we, we all need to adopt, not only with our horsemanship, but with everything. And, you know, with our horsemanship, understanding, it's just like, just like teaching these two assistant trainers, and we're doing it. You know, I'm having them work on very simple fundamental exercises and correct repetitions, because even if they do that um, and only work on two or three exercises, uh, and and they will ride horses that are. I do all the. You know, I, I start the colts. I do. I make. I put on the first rides. But even if they're riding a horse that's about to go home, it's great for that horse to get the feel of a different person. And it's great for that horse to understand that by them just doing one or two simple exercises to where you have the opportunity to release numerous times, well, every time you release, you build confidence, well, when somebody else steps on that horse and that horse figures out, even though they have a completely different feel, because number one, every one of us is a different weight. You know, I think it's really important that that horse gain the confidence that a different animal of a different size can get on them where their legs hit them in a different spot, and they can ask for the same response that I've been asking for in the same way that I've been asking for, but still they're gonna have a little different feel and that horse still find the answer, get that release, builds confidence. You know, we don't think about that a whole lot, but you know, it's just like this customer, yesterday her and her husband came and were watching me ride that, that filly of theirs. Um, she had talked about coming and riding and I told her, yeah, that'd be fine. Um, but you got to understand she's not going to understand your feel like she does mine. I mean, you're, you know, with a horse, you're never, you're never getting a programmed computer back. You're still getting a horse that has feelings and emotions and, and, you know, their, their brain works in similar ways to ours. You know, they, they feel all those same emotions. So that insecurity, that anxiety you know, being troubled, being scared, being frightened—those are all characteristics of horses. You know, so you know it's just interesting. Um, you know, when I watch, when I watch my assistants on one of those horses, and like I said, there'll be horses that are—I mean, they're basically in their very last phase here, and they're they're getting ready to go home or go on to another trainer, say like in the barrel faturity world or wherever, um, or the rope horse world with the rope horse faturities, that's getting real popular now. A lot of these horses that I have in training now are going to go to the barrel faturity world, the rope horse world, or there's some of them going to go to both, which is just cool as heck because the rope horse faturities, we've, we've needed that for a long time. That's just a great avenue to go with these horses. Um, but, you know, that that field timing and balance of that horse understanding a different feel and having confidence that just because there's a different animal on them, they they can uh, still build that confidence. And, uh, you know, that's really been a benefit watching those horses. Um, in the past, in the past, like years ago, the, the mistake I made was was if i did let somebody ride which i'm one of them guys that there hadn't been very many people that rode very many horses for me i did well over the years i've done well well over 90 percent of the riding but in the past the mistake i would make is you know i would expect them to know what i know well you know that number one For me to think that i was just dumb i mean (laughs) you know i've been grinding at this for a while and am i perfect no i'm not perfect am i learning and getting better every day you bet i'm still learning and getting better every day and and until i quit swinging a leg over i will be learning and getting better but you can't expect somebody to be just because they show up at your place and they're going to work for you. They they can't absorb that through osmosis. You know, I mean, just being here, it's just like I tell people all the time, just I'll have people call and I'll tell them, you know, I'm full. Well, could you get them in? Well, I'm full. Well, I really, you know, you know, and there will be people that I've rode for before and they are adamant about bringing their horse. And sometimes I have to tell them, Hey, they don't, start riding good just by eating feet at my place. I've got to be able to ride them. I mean, I've got to be able to swing my leg over and and have time to do it. You know, just because they step on my property doesn't mean they're going to, without, you know, the hard work, they're not going to become a nice horse. Well, just because someone starts working for me, that doesn't mean they understand anything about a horse. You know, and so when I learned and I've just I've been working on this a lot when I learned to simplify and and I learned this through my clinics and working with doing coaching calls and working with people that are having specific challenges. When I learned that one of the things that helps fix and improve a lot of those situations is is really simplifying it and getting back down to the fundamental principle that they're weak in or that they need the most help with. Um, it's just like with assistant trainers, you know, you have to start at the basic fundamentals and work on field timing and balance and muscle memory and, and then build from there. But what I've seen, you know, what I've seen in, in these two particular individuals is I've, I've seen their confidence grow. And, and I've seen them start to relax. And as they've relaxed, I've seen those horses relax. And I see them more balanced on their hindquarters. And I see them um, doing things that in the past I probably would have had somebody too, not scared to do, but they would have been... Um, scared to screw up, and that's, a, you know, that's something else I've learned that you can't, you know, when I talk about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, you you have to be willing to put yourself out there. You got to be willing to take a chance. You got you to be willing to make a mistake, learn from it, and go on, and, you know, th- that applies in every phase of our life. And, and that philosophy is one of them, one of the philosophies that has really changed my program in my life in the last five years. I told told Bridget the other night, I said, I think I've learned more in the last five years than I did in the first 50, which, you know, you look back and you want to beat yourself up a little bit about choices and maybe lack of maybe lack of growing, maybe lack of continuing to try to get better. But that's human nature. I mean, yeah, for a while there, I think I did. I think me personally, especially uh, um, when the kids were in their lot of activities and they were busy, I, you know, that was my focus. I mean, I wanted to be at every event, everything I could do. And, and because I was self-employed, it gave me the opportunity to do that. Now, at this stage of my training – and and teaching career i'm i'm able to focus more on it well you know i i know guys that during that time missed a lot of their um you know some of the activities that maybe they would have liked to have been at and and now they're they're you know making that up you know luckily with um uh, my family i've got great relationship with my kids and you know we got to do a lot of things together and i'm well, I'm so thankful for that. So thankful for that. So, you know, there's trade-offs. My, the point of my story is there's trade-offs for everything. And, and don't look back and beat yourself up over it because it doesn't do you any good. Ta- take the time you have today and get better. You know, work on your horsemanship. Work on your communication. Work on your understanding. Um, try to understand each horse and the response that you're getting and why you're getting it. Because each of them's an individual, just like a person. And it's just like now, um, Wyatt's out there saddling horses and uh, I'm fixing to step out there and start riding. But each of those horses, even though we did particular things yesterday, today I might meet some challenges and I have to remind myself to deal with each individual and each challenge and uh, and specify that to that horse because there's no cookie cutter approach the program's the same but the application's going to be different and uh, you know but the the one thing that remains constant is the philosophy of you know try to get a little bit better in each in my training and each phase, my phase of my life every day. And if, and if you keep striving to do that over time, you will separate yourself from the pack. So anyway, today, that was my topic. I sure appreciate y'all listening. Um, have a great, great week of training. God bless. And as always today and every day, be your best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show to learn more about the training program that inspired the be your best podcast, head over to philhavinhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at Horsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our training through understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.